0: The majority of people set a goal, a resolution, or some kind of intention for the new year, but 64% of people have already failed before we even get to 30 days. That means most people don't even make it to the first month of the year before quitting or failing at the goal that they set. On this episode, Liz Henderson of the Tough Love Mom podcast and I really go deep and discuss how to be intentional and make a plan so that you can have sustainability and success with your goals for this new year. Hey moms, welcome to the Intentional Edit podcast. Do you wanna stop feeling overwhelmed and finally get your home organized? Do you find yourself up late at night worrying about how you are going to get everything done and not drop the ball? You are wondering where to start and what to do. There is never enough time in the day. The piles of laundry are building up and it's already time for after-school activities, homework, snacks, and carpool again. I'm Lauren, I too want an organized, clean home where my family can make long-lasting memories and be present in the moment. Feeling like there is never enough time to complete all the daily tasks is exhausting. Simplicity all around, a healthy meal on the table at dinner time, and a family that contributes to the chores really is attainable. Stop telling yourself that you have to do it all or it will never get done, or that picky eaters will never allow for a complain-free dinner. In this podcast, you will learn exactly how to declutter, implement systems, and maximize routines that remove the overwhelming, unorganized parts of life, bringing simplicity to your life and home. Come on, it's time to create a life you love. Welcome to the first episode of the new year. I am back after a little short two-week break, and I hope that you spent that time enjoying the holidays, enjoying time with your families and friends. And doing something that you really wanted to do. I know it can be a hectic time over the holiday season and it can also be a time to regroup and refocus, get a little bit of rest in, and that really depends what stage and season of life you're in and how that all plays out. But we are all here, it's a new year, this is a time, a great time to think about a refresh, resetting, setting goals, and coming up with intentions for what we want the next year to look like. The majority of people are doing that, and we're going to get into that today when I bring to you my friend Liz Henderson from the Tough Love Mom podcast. Liz is a mom. She's a podcaster. She's a weight loss expert, and she is really great at teaching you how to get in the right mindset to be successful with the new habits that you want to set up and how to be consistent so that you have success for the long term. And you know, that's what I'm all about here. Liz and I really align. We're so similar in the way that we approach things, in our coaching methods that we do with our clients, and the way that we we work through things and figure things out because we want to see you be successful for not just a short amount of time, but for the long term. And in this conversation on this episode today, we go back and forth and really get into how to set intentional goals that are sustainable. And we want you to do that this year. Stop putting this off. Stop procrastinating. Learn how to set these sustainable goals and we help you come up with ways to figure out a solid action plan so that you can have success and reap the benefits of whatever your goals are for many, many years to come. So you have heard Liz on the podcast at least one other time. I know I had her on for episode 53 when we talked about habit and she gave us a ton of habit hacks. So go check that episode out. Be sure to follow Liz, find her on Instagram Mrs. Lennis Henderson. Or you can listen to her at The Tough Love Mom, and I highly encourage that if you are looking for ways to improve your overall health and well-being and looking for tips for weight loss and workouts and sustainability and encouragement and how to be consistent, you definitely want to check out The Tough Love Mom. So let's get into the episode, and Liz and I will have a conversation about all things, setting intentions, setting goals, and how to be successful with that.
1: So I know you have some statistics about the new year and resolutions and how everyone, everyone kind of ends up uh, down the road. So why don't you share those just to kick our conversation off around this whole topic of basically following through and consistency and just just making what you want to happen in your life happen.
0: So I did a little research on New Year's resolutions because it's such a hot topic this time of year. And what I found is the largest demographic to set New Year's resolutions is the young adults ages 18 to 39. And 59% of people in, in that age group are actually setting some type of resolution. And the majority of New Year's resolutions are set around something in the health and wellness category. There's a couple that can vary, whether it's nutrition or working out or a healthier lifestyle in general or things within your home or family, but really... Health and wellness is the top three, and it's considerably higher than any of the other resolutions. But the thing that is concerning to me when I look at these statistics is 23% of people quit their resolution before the first week of the year is even over. And something else that is crazy is only 36% of people are still going and still successful at one month
1: man, I knew the generic like pattern of those statistics because I feel like everyone kind of knows them, but to actually hear the numbers is I'm writing, I was writing them down while you were talking. Cause I was like, that's nuts. And that's also the age demographic is us. It's everyone listening. And obviously the new year, it's like a fresh start when it comes to your health, when it comes to your habits, whether it's habits within your home habits, within your, your journey, your physical journey, you know, it's always this opportunity to go, okay, I'm ready for a fresh start. (laughs) So many people are, you said 23% quit by the first week, which just, I think my eyes like bugged out of my head when I heard that. Cause that's, that's a, that's a fourth of people. That's a fourth of millions of people probably that set resolutions and for well less than half of them to still be going simply 30 days later, like 30 days, is not that long. It's a short, short amount of time for it's not even 10% of the year for them to be the only ones still going at one month later. It's really sad.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I think I kind of said it in a nice way by saying only 36% are still successful because when you flip that around, that means 64% of people have failed or have quit or don't have the tools that they need to stick to this and really. You and I have jobs because we are able to coach people and walk them through the mindset that they need to be successful with habits and how to set up these habits for success in different topics because we are experts in different areas, but you have to zone in and make a plan in order to have success. Just stating something and saying, this is my New Year's resolution, will put you in the category of the 23% that don't even make it through the first week. So let's talk a little bit about that because I know we have a lot of listeners that want to be successful. They have goals for themselves. What are you thinking would be the key things to really help our clients and listeners have success when they want to make a change.
1: Well, you said it already. It's important to make a plan. I think that can be really intimidating for people because it's like, okay, well, I'm not an expert in this field. I don't know how to make workouts for myself. I don't know how to like, I don't know everything about organizing. I'm not going to become this guru in a month. So it can become really intimidating to hear. I need to make a plan. Right. I don't know. At least that's my perspective. I feel like Moms especially can have that limiting belief come on them real quick because it's, it's like, well, where do I even start with making a plan? And I think it's best, at least what I, what I like to teach. I just actually recorded an episode about this, but when it comes to making plans for your goals, whether it's your health goals or any other habits that you want to build in, you have to start with this big overarching goal, this like overarching picture for how do I want to be showing up? What do I want to feel? Is there, is there a specific tangible goal I want to work towards? And smart goals, I think are great. I think they have their place, but when you're looking at the next year and making your resolutions, which can also be deemed goals, you want to go, okay, why do I want this? And like, is there a purpose behind what I'm saying I want to achieve, or am I just saying this? Cause I think I'm supposed to, because when you can create that overarching theme for the year, it's so much easier to come up with a plan. It's so much easier to say, okay, this is what consistent will look like for me based on what I want to accomplish next year. And I think it's great when people have tangible goals, but I don't think when you're making a plan for the next year, that every single goal you set every single plan that you make needs to be this drawn out, you know, smart. I forget what it stands for. Exactly. Um, right. Smart, measurable. What's the first one? What's the what? S measurable, attainable, realistic, realistic, time.
0: timely, specific, or specific, specific. That's specific. The S. Oh, S is specific. Yeah. Yes.
1: And like parts of those are really good. But that first part I always teach with making a plan is like, what uniquely do you want to be doing next year? Like for me, I'm a couple years out postpartum. So you know, I'm not trying to lose weight anymore because I'm at a good weight for my body. Like I don't need to lose any weight, but I still want to make progress towards something. I still want to challenge myself. I still want to grow. And so I have this overarching goal next year to have an optimal balance of strength and endurance. So basically like be the strongest I've ever been as a mom because I have room to grow in that area, Um, but also be able to go out and run six miles if I want to because mentally that's really therapeutic for me, but I also don't have that endurance base right now. So, you know, having a balance of those two where I'm really strong, but I have a good endurance level is like my theme for the year. That's like my overarching goal. It's not smart goal, but knowing that everything I do, every choice I'm making day to day, will affect that. And if I'm at that point, you know, partway through the year, like I want to be, you know, sometime in the summer or the fall helps guide those decisions. And I think when you can go into the year, not only with the mindset, but with something like that, that you're aiming towards, you know, it makes you not fall into that 30, 30, what, 64% you said that are done (laughs) with the resolutions by month one. Right.
0: And I think what stuck out to me when you were explaining your goal for the year is you were very realistic. You didn't set something that was impossible to attain. It might be a stretch at some point, but it was realistic and a goal should push you. We wouldn't be setting goals for ourselves if if these things came easy to us because they would already be happening. So if you're listening to this and you are wanting to make a change and needing to set a goal. It, we just happen to be having this conversation and it fits into the new years when people are making resolutions and when that is a common thing happening. But anytime in your life you recognize that you need to make a change and you want something more, then you can use the tools and the things that we're talking about today and do make sure that what you're setting yourself up for is real realistic And if you find that it's not, you can always make adjustments, but set yourself up with the right expectations from the beginning, because I think that's when so many people end up quitting. They don't have a good plan and, or they don't really have a thorough plan in place. And then instead of continuing on when they do fail or they make a mistake or they fall off a little bit, it's easier just to quit than it is to get back on. And I think that's where you really talk a lot about consistency. It's okay. If you make a mistake, we all have things that happen to us that might interrupt the process that we thought was going to happen. But if you have a good plan or even invested in a good program, then you can catch up and you can get right back on where you fell off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you said realistic. I think it's also important that whatever goals you're setting for next year or resolutions, whatever you want to call them, they are things you actually want. Like you're excited about that. Like, I'm not going to train for a marathon next year. Cause it doesn't excite me right now. I have no desire to do a marathon. <laughs> I probably could. It probably is realistic. Um, you know, later in the year, but like, it doesn't entice me. I don't want to do that. And the same thing with, like routines in my home. I want to get to the point where we're in like, we're really struggling right now with a schedule because we just moved. So that's something that early in the year, I'm going to prioritize and try to build habits around, try to build routines around for my family because we're kind of struggling in that area right now in having just a predictable routine, which my little toddlers thrive on and me too, but we just don't have that right now. Um, So it's important to know like, what's realistic. What do you actually want? Like what would excite you goal-wise and what's needed because sometimes you do have to set a goal that's like necessary, but it will help benefit other areas of your life as well. So even if it's not super exciting, it's like, yeah, but this is going to take a big load off my shoulders. Like I'm sitting in a room right now that still has some boxes that need to go. I need to go through them. And so that's going to be one of my goals next year is getting through some of our storage boxes after this move and it's one of those things that it's not super necessary but i know it will lighten that mental load as well it's needed you know
0: well and what you've said is so important because your goal is focused around fitness and strength and pushing you to the next phase in this journey for you but you're not going to have success with that goal unless you do a couple of things to set yourself up for success. And one of those is getting in better routines and setting up better routines and structure for your day and with your kids so that you can have success with that fitness goal. And I think sometimes we just as a, own in on that one thing and forget that there's other things that have to fall into place to be successful with the goals that we're setting or the desires that, that we have to make these changes and to really get what we want.
1: Oh yeah. That's so true. You, it's a, you can't compartmentalize your goals. You can't be like, all right, these are my business goals and my work goals. And these are my family goals. And these are my financial goals. And these are my fitness goals. You can come up with separate ones in each category. Yes. Like you should, you should categorize them, but there's a difference between like categorizing and compartmentalizing because categorize them, but then figure out how they weave together and how they're going to impact each other. And when in the year you can focus on which, like which thing you should, you focus on first. It's not going to be great for you to let's see if you've got like financial goals, let's say of getting out of debt. It's not going to be great for you. To start with that before addressing some nutrition habits that you have around constantly eating out. It's like, Hey, let's address that like for a couple of weeks to start off the year. And then we'll start working towards that financial goal. Cause you gotta, you know, you gotta order them in the right, put them in the right order. So you're not just saying, I'm going to do this and I'll also do this. And then I'm going to do this randomly. You're not compartmentalizing. You're like weaving everything together.
0: And that's where it's so important to have a plan or a program or a mentor, something that you can follow along with that will help you achieve these goals. And then also the accountability piece is huge as well. Who are you going to be accountable to and where are you charting the progress or keeping track of it to see if you are on track?
1: Yeah, it's so important. When it comes to, when it comes to like routines and schedules and just like processes within your home, I feel like that's the best phrase for what you do, because <laughs> I know for me, when I have those in place, everything else is so much easier. Like working out for me is so much easier. cooking meals is so much easier. So let's say the listener right now is only focused on resolutions around their health, which is fine. Like if you're only setting resolutions around your health, great but you have to address other areas of your life too. So have you ever seen people struggle with certain types of goals or falling off, maybe they fall into the 64% that's fallen off by one month. And is there like a correlation between that happening and not having systems within your home kind of nailed down before taking on other goals kind of in the sense of like, okay, we're not weaving things together very well. We're kind of compartmentalizing our goals. So Does that like, is there a connection between that, between falling off, you know, by February with whatever resolutions you've set um, and anything that might be like off within your home, any systems or processes that are just like not in place yet? I can tell you when I was
0: going into houses frequently as a professional home organizer, a lot of my clients that I would work with, sometimes I would be hired to go into the house. The people weren't even there. I would organize it and leave. Sometimes the people were very hands-on and wanted to go through everything with me and do the process from decluttering to organizing 100%. They were we worked alongside each other. And when you work alongside someone for that many hours, you do you have a lot of great conversations and you get to know each other. And almost all of those people at some point mention a other desires just casually like wanting to get in shape or when they had time to work out or they used to be an organized person. So looking back and, and something happens where the habits that they have are not the same as what they used to, if they feel like they were better at something before, or they never were in a in a, this place that they want to be. And it, it could be around fitness. It could be around having dinners together as a family or more intentional time with their kids or not being so stressed out at home. And all of these things really go hand in hand. If you have a cluttered environment... And you have, you're surrounded by too much stuff. You feel stressed out. You're less likely to work out. You're less motivated to have that healthy dinner or to make food at home instead of go grab something to go. So all of these things I see can hinder you with having success. Even if your goals aren't this, the like actually in the home organization category getting things organized or getting your systems getting your routines in place figuring out what those look like are going to have going to help you have success with goals in fitness and overall if you want to change your diet or eat healthier foods you um like i was just talking to someone who said they want to make sure that their family has a variety of four vegetables every single day in 2023 so if you don't have a plan and you're not constantly getting those groceries from the grocery store, you're not going to have success with that if you are not in the process or in the practice of going to the grocery store and doing all those things. If your goals are around finances, like you mentioned a few minutes ago, if you want to save money or put more money in savings in the upcoming year, if you are stressed out and tired all the time and don't have a plan around Eating at home and you're spending a lot of money going out to eat, then you're not going to be able to save money from that. Just cutting back one meal for a family of four a week could allow you to put $50 to $100 in savings each week. Like when you break it down like that, then you can really change one habit and you have to have a plan around changing that one habit. How are you going to have success with that? And that is like the snowball effect where then your other things can fall into place.
1: Yeah. It's so crazy how like that mental energy will get spent on a thousand other things when there's clutter or when there's no organization, whether it's like visual organization or like mental organization, how much mental energy, all of that takes up and takes away from your ability to pour into habits that you do want to have like I literally just walked through this because we just moved two months ago across the country and our gosh, our moving truck got here a couple of weeks later. So we got kind of settled. Their house was super empty and then in comes all our stuff. And I was like, all right, the next week is focused on setting this house up. And I remember we'd like FaceTime family or we'd had like a babysitter over and people like, wow, you just moved in. It's so organized. And I was like, yeah, because I can't function <laughs> when there's boxes everywhere. Like, why would I want to keep them around? Why don't I just unpack them and feel settled? And it's crazy because it took about a month to feel settled physically, like in our, in the context of our home with like furniture in place and things hung on the wall and all of that, but also settled in our routine. But once we were, I literally went from, cause I pulled back a lot with working out consistently, when we were moving, cause it was very physical. Um, and just again, that mental capacity wasn't there, but I went from like three workouts a week, literally once we got like moved in and settled to five, cause I was like, okay, I can, I can get back on this train that I'm used to back into my normal routine, normal for the most part. But, um, <laughs> it's just crazy how that mental energy will get spent on other things that we don't even realize are thrown off, whether it's Just having clutter. Like, I have some clutter on my desk right now. And literally, before I sit down to work, I have to straighten it up and sometimes put it to the side so I don't even see it because it just distracts you and takes away that focus that you can have. And we don't think about that. We don't ever think about it. (laughs) (laughs) And you were
0: like, when you're explaining your house in the move, and it was like, this is affecting how much you're working out, it is affecting how much work you can get done. Just so many different things, all because your house. Isn't unpacked. So you made a dedicated plan to get it done, take mm-hmm. this week, get everything set up. And then once it was done, it was like, I'm sure you felt like you could breathe again. Yes. And
1: <laughs> you were so much lighter. Yeah. And what blew my mind was people constantly saying, Wow, you unpacked so fast. And I was like, Why would no one else do the same thing? Because it's going to throw you off. And I think that's kind of a roadblock that we all face. And maybe that's why 64% of people by February have fallen off is because it's this, it's this like societal mindset that we all are. I mean, if you're in the place where you're like, no, I want to follow through. I want to be consistent. I want to get organized. I want to be in a routine. I want to, you know, get my health goals attained. Finally, you're swimming upstream, Because a lot of society swims downstream (laughs) with all of this. They just go with the flow of everyone else. And so to give you an ex, the listener, an excuse to all of that. But like, (laughs) I was shocked every time I heard someone say, why you unpack so fast. And I was like, yeah, we did (laughs) because it was affecting our, it was affecting my ability to be a great mom. It was affecting, you know, as best I can be, it was affecting everything. And we just have to recognize that. not necessarily just like physical clutter or being in a good schedule or any, but you just have to realize, okay, like it's not the norm. Clearly, statistically, it's not the norm to still be consistent in February and March and April with the goals I set back in December for next year. It's not the norm, but you know, if 36% of people in February are still working on the resolutions and they haven't quit yet, someone's figured it out. Someone's got that process down. And it obviously is doable. You know, let's, let's bump that number up a little bit.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. We want to help you have success and not be a part of the 64% that has already quit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. 64. Yes, That's going to stick with me.
0: Right. One thing that I was reminded of when you were talking is so many families or moms, when they have elementary age kids, they're like, I either can't wait for summer and the freedom and the flexibility around not having all these schedules, or they're they're dreading that and they like the structure of the school year. But one thing when I'm working with clients that comes up over and over again is even the ones that love the freedom and flexibility and the kind of like relax in nature that can happen in the summer is when school is in session again and the routines are happening, so many, like more often than not, say, I'm so thankful to be back in this routine. It's so nice to have some structure again. To have success with our daily routines or the habits that we have or getting dinner on the table or getting a daily workout in, there does have to be structure and routine around that or you you won't get it done.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And even I work a lot with moms who are in a young, in the younger years, um, than like elementary age. And I tend to find that there, I mean, I'm still kind of in the phase slightly, but your routines, not as predictable, but there's still ways you can make it predictable by saying, okay, I'm only going to focus on these couple things in these next couple months and nothing else. Like I'm not going to try to spread my mental energy too thin. I'm not going to try to spread myself too thin and try to take on a million things, but I can do just a couple. I can, you know, just take on this one habit and then maybe another after that. And then maybe another after that. And what I found, um, cause obviously we work in different spaces, you know more so home, home organization and processes versus health and fitness. I have found that, and this kind of comes back to like com- categorizing your goals. I can work on a habit in my health journey alongside a habit for my home. Whether it's you know get it, and sometimes they coincide, like getting dinners on the table, grocery shopping, meal planning, all of that stuff. Those kind of those kind of cross over. That's where their that mesh is. Um, but I found when it's like early on when I had babies, I was working up to more consistent exercise. That was like the first thing I started with after I had kids. And while I was doing that, something I started to add in was cleaning. Cause I'm just, I told you this last time we talked, I am not good at cleaning. (laughs) Like it's something that I have to be super intentional about. I have to schedule it. I have to like or I just won't do it. Cause it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it. It can wait till next week. <laughs> I shouldn't even say that. Right. It's a tough love, mom, but like I have those moments and it's usually around cleaning, but I had to figure out, okay, I can, I can work on this habit with my health, but also at the same time, add in this habit with cleaning and getting the floors cleaned or vacuuming, whatnot. Like I can do these At the same time, because they're in different categories, it doesn't feel as stressful or overwhelming. I'm not trying to put all my energy into my health journey, but I'm also not trying to put all my energy into just my home and neglecting myself. It's like, Hey, I'm showing up in the role of homemaker and wife and mom, like for me, for myself, I'm showing up in both of those areas in a balanced way. And I think it's so easy when we have resolutions around one, one area To put all of our energy into that and then let everything else fall off, fall off the wagon. And, you know, that's stressful too. So, you know, focusing on one thing at a time when you categorize your goals or come up with a few in each area, you can kind of pair them together or even if they're not similar, do them at the same time. So it, it kind of plays off each other. It's like, wow, I'm motivated. I feel more energetic because I'm working out. And now I have this time and energy to also like vacuum twice a week instead of never. (laughs) So, um, it's so cool that you can do that. And I think we overlook that because it seems so simple. And so people are like, oh, why would I take that approach when I can just go all in? Well, I would take that approach. I would suggest that approach a hundred times out of a hundred because it's sustainable. Like it's what will actually create change in your life. In all areas. For sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I know
0: one habit that I have is not to go to bed with the kitchen counters cluttered or like dirty dishes in the sink or, or on the counters. That's a and good one. This is something that I have done for years and years. Is it perfect 365 days a year? No, there are maybe I have a cold right. or th- something gets in the way. And occasionally that doesn't happen. And even though I know that with just a few minutes of time in the morning, I can get that back to a clean sink, an empty sink and clean counters, it still irritates me when I wake up and it's not clean or there is stuff there and because it's not supposed to be there. And I like it to be clean and virtually clutter-free. But if you're tired at night and you're exhausted and you can't get to the dishes, Then doing those before you go to bed, that's not the answer. When can you do the dishes throughout the day? When do you have that time that is available to you? And I suggest all the time with my clients, if you are cooking dinner, you have time when you are cooking the meal to put to rinse dishes and put them in the dishwasher. And if you can have a clean sink before you even sit down to eat or give the pass the plates out to your kids to eat, then it only takes you two or three minutes to finish the rest of the dishes when everyone's done. And if your kids are old enough, they can put their own dishes in the dishwasher, or someone can have that as a chore. And then you have a child doing that, but there's not one answer. It doesn't have to be the last thing you do before you go to bed is put the dishes in. It doesn't have to be that they're done during dinner. It doesn't have to be, this is something you do during nap time. It's, When you are going to be successful with a goal, it's because you've created a system or you're following a plan that works for your family and the stage of life and the phase of whatever is happening right now. And then you can make changes. If you have toddlers and all of a sudden you introduce a baby into the mix, things are changing. Your routines are changing. There are significant things that are changing in your home. And if you are wanting to get out and go for a walk every day, it might have to take place at a different time now. And it might not even take place at the same time every single day. So give yourself a little leniency. There has to be a little flexibility there, but make sure that you still have accountability to and can follow through with this plan. And again, that's where I would go back to make sure you have a program that you're following. Like, do you have a coach that you can reference or follow their program or something that they've created? Can you take a class? Can you do something so that you're not trying to just randomly make this goal happen? Because you're gonna be part of that 64% that has quit by the end of January if you don't have some kind of plan or structure to follow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best example that I like to give is... Back before I had kids, I did triathlons a lot. And before I got into triathlons, I was just like, oh, I'm done with playing volleyball in college. I need to just start working out because over Christmas I gained like 15 pounds. And I was like, whoa, I do not like feeling this way. I need to like, I guess I need to stay active since I'm not playing volleyball anymore. And so I just started doing random workouts on Pinterest, random things I found on Google, like very random. Um, And it worked and I felt good, like felt better. But it wasn't very sustainable because of various reasons. But when I got into triathlons a few months later, I was like, oh, well, you know, this is three disciplines. You got to swim, you got to ride a bike, and then you have to run. So considering that I don't know what I'm doing in these areas, and I also don't want to piecemeal it together, I started following training plans. And long and behold, two years later, I was doing, instead of doing like a triathlon that took one hour. Um, I was doing an Ironman and it's simply because I was training in a way that was conducive to my goal. I was following a plan that was going to get me there. And it took me two years to get to the point where my endurance from being someone who was like, I don't run. I'm not a runner to someone who ran a marathon after like 10 hours of exercise already. I mean, it was, it's stuff like that, that it takes a lot of time to build up. And it is a long process of following a plan that's sustainable, a plan that will create results. But that's the only way that you make actual change. That's the only way you transform the way you're showing up, the way your journey feels, the way your life feels. You really can't make that happen by just, ooh, if I go like organize that shelf on the pantry, I'll feel better. Okay, but it's going to get like unorganized in a week, you know? (laughs) At least that's what happens in my house sometimes. If I don't have, a schedule for cleaning and I don't follow through on that schedule, I'm going to stop cleaning simple as that. If I don't have a, you know, a plan for mastering habits in my health, they're never going to get mastered. I'm never going to consistently meal plan dinners and cook dinners for my family. I'm never going to consistently work out because I haven't thought about, okay, what time of day, how many days a week, what is conducive to my life right now? Like you heard before, I had to change that in the season of our move. And then I was able to build back, like it will shift and change. And you just, I always talk about how you have to be responsive to everything going on in life versus reactive and like, you know, getting a couple weeks in to this new season, totally falling off. And then being like, wow, what just happened now? I'm really frustrated. And now I feel bad. And I feel like shame and guilt around where I'm at now, because I didn't even realize it was happening when you have a plan to follow, when you know where to start when you have consistent follow-through and again, like you keep bringing up accountability along that journey, whether it's, and I like self-accountability. I think that's the best way to go of just saying, Hey, this is my plan and I'm doing it because at the end of the day, you have to, you have to build that intrinsic motivation. You have to end up having self-motivation or you really will never change. Tough love mama there, (laughs) but you have to, you have to build that muscle. You really do. It's over time that that will happen and you really can't do it without having a plan to follow, knowing where to start. And like, I hate this phrase because it's so cliche, but trusting the process, like it is a process. It will take time and you have to trust it. And it's cliche because people say it all the time, but they say it all the time because it's true. Simple as that. That's why cliches are cliche. Cause they're actually true <laughs> really <laughs> though. So I guess I should say them more often. <laughs> yeah. Right. So
0: responsive over reactive. That's, I'm saying that again, because I think that is so important and like responsive, you could go in so many different directions with what that means, have flexibility with yourself, not so much leniency that you can make excuses, but it's better to be responsive, make the changes that you need when things come up, than to react negatively. And in a way that makes you quit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Negative, frustrated guilt, like all these things that are so destructive that we don't want to feel when you think ahead, when you plan ahead, there's really no room for those to come up in your journey because you're like, Oh, I already took this into account. And yes, things will come up. Circumstances will happen that no one could have predicted Absolutely. Like that's life. That's motherhood, (laughs) but for the most part, having some sort of plan under your belt, having something in mind, having that overarching goal that we talked about early on where, you know, okay, this is like my big theme for the year. This is what I really want. This is why I want it. And this is how I'm going to make it happen month by month, week by week, day by day. This is the order in which I'm going to attack these goals And I'm not going to try to do them all at once because that's how you fall off. That's how you become part of the 64%. And when you can approach things in that way, in that sustainable way, in the way that build builds consistency, you really, like I said, you really won't feel that shame and guilt when stuff comes up and you're not perfect. I have so many moments of imperfection in my journey. And I'm over here literally speaking into mom's lives and minds. And consistency and discipline in their health journeys when I'm not perfect. But I'm okay with that because that's how our journeys are. But I'm not doing it in a compromising way. And there's no guilt coming up because I thought ahead. Like we made chocolate chip cookies last night as a family because I thought it would be fun. And guess what? I ate some cookie dough. And it's because I said, you know what? It would be so fun for my boys to make chocolate chip cookies tonight because I never bake. <laughs> So we did that. And it was like one of those core memories that we made. And yes, I enjoyed the chocolate chip cookie dough with them. And I'm okay with it. Cause it was like, you know, I'm not trying to be super disciplined in my nutrition right now. We made this decision to make chocolate chip cookies. I want to have fun with my voice. So this is how we're going to do it. No big deal. Imperfect, but no guilt.
0: And everything you're saying is kind of revolves around one of my favorite words and that's being intentional. Yes. So. you're intentional with the goal setting intentional with the process intentional with the flexibility when it's needed Mm -hmm. and when you have good routines or some type of system set up in your home that's when you can have the moment where you can make the chocolate chip cookies and you can deviate from the plan because you have minutes built in for flexibility and then like I always you say you want, you get organized, you remove the clutter from your life. You create the systems that revolve around the things that you want to be doing, because when you have good systems and routine set up, then all of a sudden you have time to do things that you actually want to be doing with the people that are most important to you. Mm-hmm. And you just perfectly explained how that works with your chocolate chip cookie fun night that you had last
1: night. And they were so good. Isn't it crazy how when you get more disciplined with different habits, you're like doing more like on paper, it would look like you're doing more, but it feels like you have more space in your life. Isn't it? You know what I'm talking about? Like, I know you did 75 hard and I did it this this past year. And, um, it's like, there's so many, there's so many, like tasks that you do each day, reading an outdoor workout and other workout. Like I did the live hard program, which like has other phases, which is like a cold shower and like 10 minutes of visualization. It's all these like tasks that take time. But when I was I'm never in- doing that cold shower one, yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's not fun. It never oh, will be yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> but you're doing all these things, but I don't know if you experienced this. I can only speak for myself. But I felt like I had, I was a thousand times more productive and had way more time and space to do things, even though I was like doing more like 90 minutes of exercise a day is a lot of time, but I still felt like I had more time to get stuff done. I don't, did you feel that at all? So I think this goes to when you have things that you have to do
0: to get done. And I, I do schedule audits with clients a lot where. So good people are at the end of their rope and they feel like they, there are too many things to do and not enough time in the day. And that's, that's really not true. We have to restructure our day and use our time wisely because the idea is to find the margin and to build margin in your day to be able to do the things that we really, we want to be doing. So yes, I know what you're talking about with 75 hard. You're In that challenge, you have to cross these things off the list or you don't complete the day. I mean, and then basically you fail the challenge because it is 75 days in a row. But one thing I noticed with that is weather a lot of the times would dictate like, was I going to do my outside workout, which was usually just a walk in the morning or in the afternoon, or if it was really cold, I was not going to go out in the morning and I would fit it in some other time. So I paid attention to the weather more than I ever have. Um, And if I was doing it in the winter, I mean, I don't know that I would have made it through. (laughs) No, I would have. So sometimes I was like, okay, I have to do my walk now. So I would do other tasks that I would normally do later in the day. Like right before I would do what I would go on the walk because I didn't want to come home to have to put, put a bunch of stuff away. Or like if I was meal prepping or something like that, it's like, okay, once I finish this, then I'm going on my walk. Or so it just makes you think about the time and how you structure your day. And then I think it also made like, when I started that challenge, I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up every single morning, an hour and a half earlier than I normally do. I'm going to go for my walk. Then I'm going to come in and do the other workout. And then as I was reading more, I was like, oh my gosh, you're supposed to have three to four hours in between the two, the two 45 minute workouts. So my original plan was out the window Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad it was because waking up an hour and a half early, I wouldn't have done, like, I just, (laughs) I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it. So yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. And I think we are capable of so many things if we have the right mindset Mm -hmm. and it does come back to what we're willing to put in, And again, I keep going back to having that plan, being intentional, following a program, following whatever, if it's instructions or something to get you through so that you can have success with the goal. And it might not look like exactly what you thought. You might need to do some other things first, or there might be other pieces to the puzzle to, to be successful with something that aren't necessarily right on track with what you were thinking, but they will help you have success in the end.
1: Yeah. I picture like this tree where it's like your resolutions and the main goals that you have at the forefront of your mind are like the trunk, but a tree is not a tree without all these branches and leaves. And that's like all these other things that play into these main goals that you have and that have to be addressed. You know, you've got to You gotta prune the ones that are dead and you've gotta take care of the ones that are good and pick their fruit if they're fruit trees and whatnot, so the tree doesn't die. Like you've gotta take care of the whole piece and in the order that they need to be taken care of. So this whole tree, maybe a tree wasn't the best metaphor. (laughs) Sometimes I like them and sometimes I come up with real good ones, but that one wasn't super on point. But you get the gist of it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I absolutely do. And I (laughs) So I took a goal setting workshop last week or two weeks ago, oh, yeah. and I was thinking it was going to be like for like business goals and focus like that. I think that was what I thought going into it. I went, it was a couple hours long. I went through the whole thing. And one of the activities that we did is along the lines of creating a vision board with the things for your goals that or for, it could just be one goal, but we created in Canva or you could do Photoshop or whatever, just uh, like a collage of pictures that represent different things for your goals. And you could print it out, you could put it up someplace, you could have it as the screensaver on your phone. And one of the things that was suggested is put it as the background on your computer. Uh, I spent a lot of time in front of my computer screen with what I do. So I have this now as my background with these different pictures that remind me of my goals. And my goals don't necessarily start on January 1st. I'm already doing the practices to do them. They're personal, business, family, financial, like health and wellness. They're all over the board. But just having that up there is like this these little reminders. Where I see these pictures multiple times a day and it reminds me, like, what am I working towards? And then it makes me ask myself the question, like, is doing this helping me move towards those goals? Like, okay, is eating this snack helping me move towards this goal, like health goal? Or is spending my time all of a sudden watching Instagram stories helping me with a, a business goal, with finishing this business task. And I can say yes and keep going. Or just by having those pictures there, it can I can have the chance to reroute what I'm doing if it's not aligned with getting me to those goals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it all comes back to having that like overarching, what am I working towards? And what is that goal that I want to make happen? And that's great if it's a goal that you worked on before and you're like, I failed at that. Am I going to fail again? No, because you just listened to this whole episode (laughs) (laughs) and you know now that there's like other factors that play into it. There's going to be other goals and areas of your life you need to address. And once you do that and you put them in the right order and you take things on one at a time and you just stay the course with that process, even though it's not the way that everyone else does it. That's because everyone else is failing at their resolutions by February. And so when you do it the way that no one else is doing it, you're going to, oh my gosh, another cliche, achieve things that other people don't achieve. But like, oh, it's cliche because it's real. (laughs) You got to swim upstream. You got to swim upstream. And that's really the process to swim upstream. And it sounds simple. And it's like, well, yeah, that's logical. But just because it's logical doesn't mean everyone does (laughs) it. unfortunately. For sure. and yeah. I'm not, I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh because again, so many people follow this route, but I think a reason I laugh is because it does sound so simple. Um, but there's a disconnect. And I really think that disconnect can be caused by outside influences, the people around us. We can't always control that. And so give yourself grace in that. Like if you've failed before, okay, move on. Like it's a new day. It truly is like a fresh start great. Take advantage of it. Truly take advantage of it, but just approach it differently this time. Like take a different approach. What are your like the main takeaways you want the listeners to have? Well, I think
0: to wrap it up, I would say in your goal setting, think long-term. This isn't going to happen in a couple weeks, right? There's many components to, even if you think it's a very simple goal, think long-term because you're changing your habits And you're replacing what you're currently doing with better habits, healthy habits to improve your lifestyle and just make these overall improvements that are going to have that kind of like waterfall thing happening where you're focused in on one thing, but it's going to have a positive effect on many areas of your life, whether it's taking control over your diet or Organizing your home, removing the clutter from your home, getting a better fitness routine going, these things are improving your overall health and wellness and mindset and mental health, and you're going to have benefits in areas that you weren't even focused on when you chose that
1: this goal would be your focus for the next few months. Yeah, so true. So true. Remember that if you choose to take this approach, whether it's you choose to invest in yourself with one of us or with someone else or anything, and do decide to take a different approach and do your goals, attack your goals in the way that not everyone else is like, maybe you don't step foot into a gym January 1st, and you decide to start first dealing with like the routine in your home and actually getting into one. And then you decide to start tackling your nutrition And, you know, a a month or two later, you feel like you got your nutrition down pat. And then you decide to move on to like organizing some spaces in your home. And then you decide to move on to working out. Literally say it's like April by the time you step foot in a gym. What's crazy is at that point in the year, it's only going to be the people that have made it consistent. The, The people that will be in the gym when you decide to step foot in there, because you took it one habit at a time. Those are going to be the people that said, I'm just going to start working out on January 1st. I'm not going to focus on my nutrition. I'm not going to focus on anything else. I'm just going to get to the gym every single day or however many days a week. They're going to be the people that are still showing up in April. When you decide to start that habit, you're not going to go, I'm going to fix these four things in my life on January 1st. You're not going to do that because those are the people that fall off. And I just want to encourage the woman listening that if you choose to take that approach, the one that's getting you in the gym in April, instead of when everyone else starts in January or has you, you know, not cleaning up your nutrition until February, because you got to get your home in order first, whatever it is, if you're taking that approach, I just want to encourage the moms listening because it is really hard. Like talk about FOMO, talk about frustration, talk about, oh, they're doing all this or these, all there's all these offers or there's you know, just so much out there that I could do. And that's true. You could do them all, but will they last? That means you need to unplug from social media for a few months, do it so you can stay the course. If that means you need to really lean into one person's process or process that they teach so you can stay the course instead of jumping around and trying a thousand different things, then do that. If that means that you really need to just hunker down, Focus on your family, focus on your home before you even focus on your health. Do that because, like Lauren said, it's going to impact your health when you can focus on one thing at a time and really build those habits. So, I just want to encourage you that yes, well, it's not the world's way of doing things, which makes it really hard, you are doing it the right way. And I'm judicious about saying there's a right way and there's a wrong way. But I mean, the statistics show there's a wrong way to approach your goals and your resolutions. And so when you can take it one thing at a time and actually make them habits, because habits are things we do ritualistically without mental effort, like it's not a habit until you get to that point. So when you can actually build habits for real, instead of just feeling like you're doing it because you're being consistent and white knuckling it for a month and then falling off, that's not a habit. When you're actually building habits, you will be making real change. That feeling of FOMO, oh my gosh, everyone's doing everything and I'm not right now. So I'm falling behind. All those feelings will fade by the summer or the fall, because you will have all those habits in place. It just takes time to build them all up. So just stay the course, do it. There is a right way and you can do it.
0: If you are thinking about a goal that you want to set or a change that you want to make for this upcoming year, for yourself, for your family, you have some habits already around that or the lack of that. And those are habits that are not serving you. They're most, I like to call them unhealthy habits because they're, they're not in your best interest, but they are a habit because it is what you are currently doing mm-hmm. and you have to replace those. It takes time. It takes a minimum of 30 days to stick to those habits and to build, to make these new things that you're implementing become a healthy habit that you are now replacing that bad habit with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, give it time, stay the course, all the clichés. I'm going to keep saying them because they're true. Right.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You've had some good
0: ones today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Full of them.
0: <laughs> yes. So, s- stick with it, whatever your goals are. We want to help you have success with those. So, will you tell us how people can find you and what programs and things that you are running and have coming up in the next couple months?
1: Yeah. So, You can listen in on the tough of mom podcast. If you're over listening from Lauren's podcast right now, there is where I share about discipline, consistency, and mindset for moms specifically around your health. So you can lose weight. So you can actually live a healthy lifestyle that you imagine for your life. Like that's possible, but it takes discipline, consistency, and mindset. And so that's what we address on the tough of mom podcast. And on December 29th cart, the doors will open for starting point school, which is simply a place where you learn exactly which one habit to start with, how to follow through on it. You get accountability for myself and the other moms going through it with you. And you will also learn how to add on to that. Like when is the right time to add in a new habit? When do you know which habit should be next? Is it too soon? Is it too late? Like when do you add in that next habit? Which one should it be? And you get accountability with us for three months minimum. And truly make change in your journey. Um, it's for moms that are stepping back into their health journey, whether you're a couple of weeks postpartum or a couple of years postpartum, whenever it is that you're wanting to do it the right way and build habits in a way that's sustainable and actually makes real change and doesn't feel overwhelming because motherhood's overwhelming enough. Um, that's what you learn in starting point school. So all the information's at startingpointschool.co if they want to hear any more about that.
0: Awesome. And if you are wanting to get your home organized, get rid of that clutter, they can join me in the Simplified Home Masterclass, which is ongoing. It's a self-paced program that walks you through exactly how to declutter just like a professional organizer would and gives you the confidence that the things that you are getting rid of are things that you truly don't need. And the things that you are keeping are adding value to your home and your life. So it's a decluttering program and then how to organize things properly. So it makes sense for your family. It goes through every single room in your house. Not only do we focus on decluttering and organizing, but the most important part in all of that is coming up with the systems that work for your family to simplify everything and keep things organized for the long term. So you don't keep repeating this cycle where you have to do these things over and over again, so I would love to have you join us in the Simplified Home Masterclass, and you can get all that information at intentionaledit.com.
1: Yeah, I feel like for both of the demographics that we serve, it we're on this wagon, and most people fall off at some point, and they really struggle to get back on the wagon. So this is the process that you learn and can implement in your life. So you fall off the wagon because it will happen, right? We talked about imperfection; like we are imperfect but you just kind of like hop back on the wagon. It's like, oh, no big deal. Just like bumped off real quick. And I'm back on <laughs> Might get jostled around here and there, but I don't even fall off sometimes, you know, that's what we teach and can help you with in both areas. I'm excited for all the change that moms will see in the new year through these things and just through their own efforts, through their own discipline and mindset work. Cause it's really not easy but you can be part of the 36% that's still going, like keep chugging along and we are cheering for you guys. That's right. Absolutely. Let us help you
0: replace your unhealthy habits yes, with habits that will serve you for the long-term and yes. have you achieving your goals. Amen. All right. It was great talking to you yes, today. You too, Lauren thank you for listening to the intentional edit podcast if you found today's episode valuable tell your friends about it by taking a screenshot sharing it on social and tagging me at intentional edit i'll be back soon with another episode in the meantime find me at intentionaledit.com and be sure to follow intentional edit on social platforms like instagram pinterest and facebook to ensure you catch future episodes click the subscribe or follow button now I am grateful for a five-star rating and review from you. Be sure to let me know what you liked about this episode and what you want me to cover in the future.